Well, anyway, yeah, that's a nice long conversation about <laughs> romance movies. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently a big thing right now is romance novels. We just write romance novels. I don't know if I have the stomach for that. <laughs> you mean like the, what are they, Harley Quinn movies? Well, no. Like... books. Har- Harlequin. I, I always say it wrong because of Harley Quinn from... DC. Oh. Har- Harlequin. Yeah. Okay. We'll just, we'll just go with that. <laughs> that way you don't die over there. <laughs> He's going to Google it and be like, how do you pronounce this? That's exactly what I'm doing right now. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm totally wrong. I'm just making shit up. Yes, you nice. We do that a lot on this podcast. Look, I don't read romance or know anything really about romance, so I thought you were correct. So, I'll... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Harlequins are just, you know, it's like the little character that Harley Quinn is based after, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think Harlequin, and I'm in my head, goes straight to like, uh, I don't know, like an old prostitute or something. Like, really? <laughs> Mine went called? to quails. <laughs> you would. <laughs> like, I don't know why. Like, it went to like quails. Like, it was a bird that you could, you know, like some type of fowl. I'm like, huh. Oh. <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> Man, that's derailed quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Then we just start up another podcast called The Romantic Bros. Wait. Romantic <laughs> Bros. I think we would struggle at that one. I, I want to I just act like we do it so we can all have shirts that say The Romantic Bros. <laughs> I'd, I'd sport it. All right. Yeah. Right? Oh. There's another one for the merch right there. Romantic bros. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we could just hold hands on the front. <laughs> no, we do think we're just like us. We're looking backwards and we're all three like having our arms over each other, but one hand is in each pocket on someone's cheek. <laughs> Shane standing behind both of us with one hand down each pants. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, uh, high school days. <laughs> hey, right? <laughs> uh, shit. Uh, we had some wild high school days. Right. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. Oh, I'm full of beef and pork and sausage. Mm-hmm. All of those things combined. Romance, bros. <laughs> <laughs> and sausage. Was your sausage not made of beef or pork? It was. It was. Uh, I just... okay. <laughs> he had beef and pork separate from the sausage. And then he had Yeah, and my sausage. sausage was made out of ground human uh, turkey. <laughs> he had long pork. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I almost said I had that long sausage, but that, that wasn't going to sound right. <laughs> Romance, bros. <laughs> Just gonna randomly yell that now, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
we're gonna, gonna walk into an Applebee's or something. You just jump in. We're the Romance Bros. <laughs> right? I'm gonna have a shirt and everything. It's gonna look like one of those anime things, like bubbles or whatever pops up, and it's like shining. <laughs> and his know. cheeks are rosy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> oh, man, you guys want to talk about some paranormal shit by chance? <laughs> we we probably should. <laughs> we probably should at this point. <laughs> We gotta leave the other stuff for the other podcast. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we got fifteen of them now. Thank you for joining us tonight on this podcast program. Uh, my name is Shane. I'll be your host tonight. And I'm joined, as always, you guys always say my best friends. You guys are my only friends. It seems weird to say best. But, uh, that, that's true. That's, yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's an illusion. You're my, you're my best friends, too. Aww. Aww. Yes! <laughs> By default. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, shit. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Tonight, we're going to talk about a little place called Dudley Town. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sounds spooky already, huh? It do. Come on down to Dudley Town. <laughs> so, our... St- we got to get it together tonight, guys. Yeah, we slacking. <laughs> I know. We're all heat exhausted. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> so our story starts a long time ago in what is now known as Connecticut in the USA. Uh, long, long before the white man was there. The uh, Mohawk people identified a forested region there as having higher spiritual energy and recognize it as sacred, uh, even using parts of it uh, for burial grounds. Now flash forward and jump across the ocean to jolly old England. A young chap named Edmund Dudley decided to conspire against King Henry VIII, and we know that always ends well, right? And uh, old Ed was beheaded, and a curse was placed on his entire family and his descendants. You don't mess with King Henry VIII, apparently. Well, that's when the curse was was placed. This is back in uh, the early 1500s. Well, let's just say things don't go well for the Dudley family after that. I'm actually going to speed through about 200 years worth of this family being cursed, just just hitting some high points. Just 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 know the whole family was cursed and it sucked for them. Uh, let's see, Edmund's son John didn't learn the lesson from his dad. He also conspired against the kingdom with his son Guilford, and guess what? Both of them were killed as well. 
John's second son came down with the plague one day, you know, mild case of the plague, uh, while he was serving (laughs) as an English soldier. Well, before he knew he was infected, he got back to, you know, where all the soldiers hang out. I don't know. What's the term for that in Canada? Barracks. Uh, Barracks. And uh, was able to infect thousands of other soldiers, killing them with the plague before he himself died. So that's nice. Uh, John did have a third son named Robert, and uh, he was the only one that was smart after seeing everything that had went down to, you know, his his grandpappy, his his brothers, his dad. So he took off and just started traveling the world, uh, just trying to run away from the curse pretty much. And uh, he was successful, you know, had a couple kids, kids had a couple kids, until one day John's grandson, William, decided it's time to settle down. And he came to Connecticut, USA. So William Dudley settled down in Connecticut, and he had three sons, a Gideon, a Barziali, and an Abiel. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that's the pronunciation. And uh, <laughs> one day they decided they were going to go buy some land in Connecticut. Uh, we're in the 1740s now, so you know, a whole 240 years later from the curse. So they're in Connecticut. They decide to buy some land. Can you guess what land they ended up purchasing? Hmm. That land I uh, opened with, the uh, Mohawk spiritual land. <laughs> well, that seemed was... random, right? You're like, why would you talk about Native American land and jump to a curse in England? <laughs> well, I, 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 <laughs> That was actually my first thought. Like, what? <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking New York, but I'm like, New York's not in Connecticut. So No, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they they buy this land. Now, a lot of people in the area say that this land had been haunted for hundreds of years. Uh, Some say once the Dudleys got over there, these three brothers, that they had found some ancient book and tried to do some portal opening and, uh, like, open a portal to hell. Um, And some just say the the curse simply caught up with them, uh, that it could have been amplified by this this land that they settled in because they shouldn't have, should not have settled there. But regardless, that's when shit started to go down. Oh. Uh, None of the residents at this area, henceforth known as Dudley Town, uh, because of the Dudley brothers, uh, none of the residents were safe from death and or insanity. Uh, So I'm going to fast forward again for like I did a minute ago, just kind of hit some high points. Uh, Let's start with the Carter family. Carter family settled down there. And they were scalped and killed by natives. Uh, Actually, the whole family except the dad was there when they first did it, burned down the house. Dad came back, was like, oh, shit, you know, my house is burned down, my family's dead. And then they jumped out and scalped and killed him as well. So that's fun. A Gershon Hollister uh, had been building on his barn and just randomly flew off of his ladder and died. William Tanner slowly lost his mind and was constantly plagued by creatures and demons that apparently came out of the woods at him. Uh, I like this one. A General Swift uh, went insane after seeing his wife get struck by lightning and killed. Uh, Mary Greeley, uh, someone she committed suicide, she hung herself. Uh, You know, there's a lot of it. This went on and on and on. And uh, while this is all going on, the community also suffered horrible winters. Like it was just a horrible place to live. The 
the soil was unfarmable and you know so it was just miserable everybody died everybody went insane couldn't grow anything so the town at its height only had about 26 families there so you can tell like all of this death and insanity would seem like nothing if there were you know a thousand families but for 26 it pretty much got all of them that lived there so the last of these 26 families uh, was the Brophy family. They were the last ones living there. Um, they were headed up by John Brophy, uh, the, the father and husband. So his wife died one day of tuberculosis. And right after that, his children decided to just zone out and wander off into the woods. And he never found them, never saw them, never had a trace of them again. So, of course, yeah, he's not happy. He, he goes a little deranged and... He decides he wants to wander out in the woods. So he wandered out in the woods. No one ever heard from him again. And then later when his people went to his house, his house had been burned down. So, And that's our last resident. That is in the year roughly around 1900. So we have about 160 years of torture on Dudley Town. So fun little place. Yeah, You want to mm-hmm. mm-hmm. go pay to visit? Yeah. So a couple years later, a... Dr. William Clark bought a good chunk of land in the area with his wife. Um, So his wife went insane, too. Uh, They weren't official uh, residents of Dudley Town. They just lived right on it, and I believe they owned the property right where Dudley Town used to be. At this time, the buildings and stuff are still there. You know, it's just abandoned a ghost town. Um, So as she's going insane, she would report... Uh, just like one of the guys I mentioned earlier, that these creatures and demons and monsters would come out of the woods and just, you know, plague her around the house. Uh, so much so that she eventually committed suicide in 1918 to get away with it. So just a little bit after that, Clark, uh, Dr. William Clark, founded the Dark Entry Forest Association. Uh, they had 41 members, and they were founded in the year 1926, right? So these people bought up all the land surrounding Dudley Town. And they said that they're preserving the area, protecting the wildlife. You know, this is why we're doing it. And can you guess what they did? Just like everyone does with these weird paranormal locations, they close it off, no one's allowed to go there, and they say everything's made up. Oh, nice. Right. And so that, that association is still... Still there today. Interesting name, Dark Entry Forest can, Association. Can, can we join that? Is there an uh, application? Not that I could find. There's there's definitely quotes and uh, little things that they run. Like So they're a legitimate organization that's there, but I don't see any way to contact them. Mm. It's one of those secret society things. They contact right. you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we seem to we seem to see this happen a lot. Once there's some crazy happening, someone buys it, something happens, and then no one's allowed to go there again. Uh, yeah. But it's all made up. Anyway, I digress. <clears throat> so that's the story of Dudley Town. Um, there's a little more to talk on on it, but I want to get your guys' thoughts here. What what's your initial thoughts on this place? I I think being sacred land, you know, we know that land trees rivers stuff like that hold energy 
So for it to be not only that, but burial sites um, or part of the land to be a burial site and the indigenous people believe in it to be sacred, you know, <clears throat> if the Dudleys were cursed and let's say the curse, you know, I, I don't know people can argue back and forth on that. Even if it was just a run of bad luck, they moved to Connecticut <clears throat> and then the energy there does not want them there. You know, the spirits, whatever you want to call it, does not want them there. So they amplify that to where it encases the whole town. And maybe the demons and monsters that people see are actually the spirits of the indigenous tribe members on that sacred land to protect their sacred land. I definitely believe that intensified that curse. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was curious because everybody, and you know how it is, 1500s, it's hard to find real documented uh, mm -hmm. reports. But the stories go that everybody had thought it had been haunted for hundreds of years, uh, which I thought was interesting because the reports of the hauntings there supposedly date back to the 1500s, and that's when the curse was placed on the Dudley family. So I almost wonder if simultaneously something happened, and that's why with the Dudley's arrival, things got really bad. <clears throat> Uh, this place, <clears throat> of course, nationally nationally known about our our old buddies Ed and Lorraine actually went there in the seventies. Mm. Uh, they did a Halloween special on the place. Really? Yeah, mm. which I thought was interesting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, so what? I they, know we're not. They essentially did the first like ghost hunter Halloween special, or did they just have a bunch of kids running around in like costumes. Oh no! Yeah, it was essentially the Halloween special. Like they were there. Uh, their deduction is the same freaking thing they say everywhere. It's demons. It's all mm -hmm. demons. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought it was worth mentioning that they went there. Their opinions may be garbage, but at least there's. <laughs> <laughs> now the the real thing is is what about any other paranormal investigators that we know? Don't want to say any names. Go there. Because if it's all full of demons and spirits, they're screwed because they get possessed all yeah. the time. Yeah, they would be. But mm -hmm. no one has been allowed since 1926 or whenever that association was founded. Mm. Now, some rogue people have broken in and went to the ghost town. And the uh, latest I can see on that is like back in like the late 90s. Mm. So they tightened it up a lot. Since then, probably with the ease of access to like digital cameras and digital security measures and things like that, and they're able to keep them out. But there have been people, but it predates what what we can really pull up and watch. Yeah. So this is almost reminiscent of the village. Think about it. What if they're holding people hostage in there? You know, and the monsters in the forest. Not sure I've ever seen that it doesn't sound familiar it was M. Night Shyamalan it's like a takes place in like uh supposed to be like the turn of the century um or you know about 17 1800s and these people live in a small village and they are not allowed to go into the woods or <clears throat> or else the monsters will come out and kill people and uh spoiler alert they're in modern day and like they're run by a group who made it a no-fly zone over there. And oh, 
I have seen that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It was a letdown. So that's, <laughs> that just deleted out of my memory. <laughs> yeah. But so you're saying you think right now they're I keeping mean, people there? <clears throat> I mean, I'm so just the, saying it's. The buildings to Dudley Town are actually, they're pretty much gone at this point. I mean, you can imagine it's been. Yeah. Uh, since the. When was it built? The 1700s and the last people getting out 1900. So we're even the last house is well over 100 years old. No, and it was burned down. So that's that's definitely gone. Unless, you know, they started up a new settlement. So I'm I'm thinking the association, because it's weird the timing that mm. 1900 and then just a couple years later, this Dr. Clark comes in, buys up the land. His wife kills herself, and then he's like, all right, let's get all these people together, buy this land, shut it down. It almost feels like one of those like in-the-shadow paranormal type uh, packs, these groups. Maybe they're researching Mm -hmm. something. Maybe they're trying to harness power that is causing this stuff there. Like, I I think they're there. I think it's these para-scientists, whatever we want to call them, though. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like Skinwalker Ranch in a way. Where when Robert Bigelow bought the ranch, he had a whole scientific team doing research on the ranch. Mm-hmm. Something like that. No one was allowed to go in or out. Although they didn't keep anything a secret and say it didn't exist. Like They were like, yeah, this happened, but you're not allowed to go there. All right. Yep. Yeah, I'd say similar. And I think we've talked about another town one time that had uh, this huge paranormal group. Uh, right, they had tunnels that went under the city, and yeah. Uh, so yeah, not not unheard of. But I do think it's wild that we're we're pretty much a uh, hundred years after the founding of this, and for them still to keep it up, that means this stuff has been passed down, or you know, other people have joined this association. So there is some way, but for it not to be like an open. Like you asked for the application, is a little weird. Yeah. Like how yeah. do you, how do you become part of this association? Because their their thing. Okay, so this is this is what really drew me to this story. So usually when you're researching a topic, you know, you guys do it. Uh, you come across the sites that are like, yeah, it's made up. You know, it was proven wrong by this person. This wrong. This this place had so much of that, more than I've ever seen before, of people saying, no, this is debunked. Uh, And they list out their reasons. And some of the reasons were consistent, but a lot of them were different. And so I'm like, why are so many people desperate to debunk the fact that this town was cursed? And then you look into it, and the absolute fact no one can deny is that this dark forest entry association does in fact own the land, they do, in fact, keep everyone out. It is documented on his wife's suicide uh, that the town was abandoned by everybody in that span of time, that the Dudley brothers were real. Like, there's so much that is real. So when you really start digging into all their debunking, it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, it's not that uncommon to get hit by lightning. Yeah, the guy just fell off a ladder working on his farm. Like, there's no actual debunking. 
right? Mm, yeah. But they're all like saying so consistently, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake, it's fake. Well, then you dig into the people saying this, it's all from like news sites in the area. Mm. So if you start pulling that up, it's like, why is there so much stuff telling people to stay the hell away? And a lot of them too are saying that they hate the tourists that come there because all they do is litter and they start fires everywhere and they trespass everywhere and that there's just so many of these people that think there's this haunted ghost town that they come there and ruin the area. Well, if you pull up the area on a map, there's not a lot there. And I'm like, who are all these people that are so annoyed that they're going to write these hundred different articles saying, we hate you, don't come here. Yeah, it looks, I looked at the map while you were talking, it it looks, I mean, I didn't zoom in at at like Google Street View or anything, but that Cornwall Bridge area that it's said to be, you know, a little south of there, it's, Mm -hmm. doesn't, I mean, what's there? It looks like a forest. Yeah. And I don't doubt, there's definitely, you know, some going to be some houses mixed in there, but there's no, there's no like town, there's no stores, there's no... There's no anything. So there can't be that many people that are so mad. You know what I mean? Right. I'm mad. I don't even live there. <laughs> and hate tourists. <laughs> what I think, too, so we've traveled around, and we're, I would say, almost more respectful when we go to these places. Yeah. And we've crossed paths with other people doing the same thing that are looking yeah. at Paranormal Investigate, and they're respectful. I have never seen anybody that wants to get evidence of the paranormal that is disrespectful and throwing trash everywhere and starting fires. Like, Yeah, it sounds like hooligans in my opinion, I, like just people right. that just want to destroy stuff, you know. Uh, one one reference to a that biker gangs would frequent to check out the paranormal and would throw beer bottles everywhere. I'm like, all right, I've never met a paranormal hunting motorcycle group that's driving down the road throwing beer bottles. Oh, dude, now, we should totally start one up. But to say that it's happened multiple times just blows my mind. Like, you're saying that there's more than one of those groups? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you got the ghost riders. You got the ghost chasers. The phenomenons. I. You know, and we'll be the romance bros, paranormal <laughs> motorcycle gang. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look at, did you know? I don't know how far it is from Dudley. <clears throat> uh, I don't know where Middlebury, Connecticut is, but that's where the Little People's Village is. Have you heard of that? Is that the, like the village that's like in the trees? Yeah, like little doll houses, essentially. Like people believe it was made for uh, gnomes. That if you sit I on think so. like the chair there, there's apparently a chair. If you sit there, you'll die. Oh, another, what is it? Is it Bigsby's chair? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what Big was Sp- the name of that that town? Tom? Uh, Middlebury. M, you know, middle M I D D L E B U R Y. Middlebury. Mm. All right, it's about thirty miles. That's, that's not that's, far. That's really close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's from here to Cenotopia, essentially. So are you thinking that there's gnomes in the forest then? 
I mean, they did say something about monsters and demons, you know, in the forest. Yeah, I'm I think pictures of this place now. Actually, it's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think the area alone produces enough energy that there's a possibility that, yeah, there could be demons or um, revenge-driven spirits there, you know. That's why I was like, I think it's like the spirits of, you know, bygone, you know, people that live there or that stay there. That's their land. That's their sacred home. And then right. people move in and they start tearing it up, you know. And they're like, oh, these people are cursed. Let's do this. And then they just amplify the curse. Yeah, that that was that aligns with how I'm thinking. Like, there was something already there. And then a curse is some pretty significant energy on you, mm. right? Yeah. And then we've seen spirits take energy from people. So if they can take cursed energy and then, like, like shoot it back out, mm. man, some wild shit. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, what what really intrigues me is this society and how they just keep it. Because, like you said, all the fake, or not the fake, but everybody calling it fake. It's mm-hmm. made up and all this stuff, you know. And... Logically, you would say that about a place just to keep people out, right? Be like, why are y'all here? It's fake, you know. But then they go through all the trouble of the newspapers and the media and the Uh, stuff like that. Like, Yeah, and especially, I just, I can't. So the, the people that started it, if you look up quotes from them from the 20s when they started this association, they constantly said things like, we want people to be able to enjoy nature. We want to protect the wildlife here. Mm-hmm. We want to do this. We want to do this. And it's like, why are you preserving it for no one? Like, that mm-hmm. that's a little weird. Like, most people that do these uh, wildlife reserves or they're uh, protecting a forest and things, people can go in there. They want them to. Yeah, they the- keep up, like, funding and things yeah. like that. and. There, there's mm-hmm. trails you got to pay. In some areas, you have to pay to hike on trails, you right. know, and that's to help take care of the trails and clean up trash and all this other stuff. <laughs> so the the final thing on that association that finally tipped me to being like, something's up with them. So beyond the fake articles, uh, there were a lot of reports back in the day when people were trying to still go there. This is around the time Ed and Lorraine did. So in the 60s, 70s, early 80s, and they said what was eerie about the place is that there were no animals. You didn't hear any birds. You didn't hear any squeaking. Like, And this is out there. Again, this has been proven and documented. So at that time, so this was 40 years after these people took over where the first report of there being no birds there. So they started getting questioned on it. And they're like, oh, well, the reason being is because of pest problems we sprayed the entire area with DDT, uh, which is a synthetic insecticide that I believe was banned a long time mm, ago yeah. because it kills everything. <laughs> um, yeah. And what's wild, too, so then I have to research DDT, and in the 50s and 60s, they knew. They had already started figuring out that it was dangerous, and you sure as hell shouldn't spray a fucking forest with it, right? Right. Um, but that's what they said would happen, that they and sometime in the 1960s had commissioned for this area to be sprayed. So if your mission is to protect the birds, well, birds eat bugs. So if you didn't want bugs in your forest, 
That, it, nothing about that statement makes sense to me. Yeah, why no. would you not want bugs in your forest? If you're leaving the forest alone, you're just leaving it alone, right? All the yeah. foliage. So you want to preserve it. Yeah, you want yeah. the birds. There's a very specific statement that even mentions birds in it. And if we're, I'm just taking all other animals out of the equation. Birds aren't real. Birds eat, birds eat bugs. This is what happened to them. Apparently these guys <laughs> went around and sprayed <laughs> DDT everywhere. <laughs> but there's no way that makes sense. And then I can't find anybody questioning it. They're just like, yeah. okay, yeah, that's weird. You did that, whatever. But no, they're... either they, they did it and they're insane and still covering up something because they don't care about the wildlife or they're just trying to give you an excuse on why you can't hear birds there. Still, so they're like, but... what's, what's worse? You know, do you think that this place is fucked off paranormal or... Do you want to to think that we're idiots that sprayed a forest with insecticide? But here's the thing, yeah. like, how long does the effects of DDT last? Because eventually, bugs and stuff would come back, right? So that's still being researched. There's still ongoing effects. Uh, since it was officially banned in, the, I want to say, late seventies, mm. uh, sounds about right. Uh, there's still residual effects out there. So may, they, they knew enough to be like, they could blame it on it for at least, you know, 30, 40 years, right? Mm. Now, I, I think we're at that time. We should at least be hearing some birds again, right? Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that would be one heck of a, you know, half-life on it, you know, like some nuclear waste over there. <laughs> right like, but because even like even Chernobyl you know you still got animals and foliage and all that starting to reclaim that area so I mean that has to be some powerful stuff then yeah uh, and if you take the if you take the bugs away from an ecosystem you're gonna take away everything yeah exactly well, well, I mean, it, it would even also cause, if I'm not mistaken, trees and the foliage to die. Because sometimes the yeah. birds, like earthworms and other bugs and stuff, they help, you know, in the process, you know. Mm-hmm. So It's a circle of life. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was pretty bad, Tommy. It was. I wanted it to be. <laughs> You know you tried your best. I did. I did. <laughs> that was a hundred and twenty-five percent effort. Hundred and twenty-five <laughs> selling me short. That was three thousand. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Somebody give this man a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that is it is very interesting about like the pesticides and not being able to hear because not being able to hear now it is believed that when there's a predator like what they would call an uh, um, alpha predator, kind of like a bear or a panther or something like that. In an area, animals communicate to each other saying, hey, be quiet. Something's in here that's going to kill, you know. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it, let's take the pesticide out of it. Say that, you know, we believe it's a lie. You know, they didn't do that. But what if there is a predator in that forest that causes that whole forest to just nothing lives there? 
Yeah. Yeah, if it's a, let's say that ever all the stories are true, this dark entity that's, or numerous of them, mm-hmm. you know, that different people saw these things coming out of the woods. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that makes sense to make the whole woods quiet because it's definitely more than one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's apex predator, not alpha predator. It's my bad, guys. Yeah, I wasn't gonna correct you. <laughs> oh, you should have. <laughs> so everybody needs to know how stupid I am. <laughs> nah, man. I guess it's but, kind of the same thing. Yeah, which is funny though that humans are not considered apex predators. Oh no. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like other animals, just, like oh, humans are here. <laughs> we're just humans. Yeah. And then, not to reference, uh, well, yes, to reference, I'm going to do it, uh, to, to reference a personal experience we had. You know, we were out in some woods one time, I don't remember which one, uh, haunted by something, a witch probably, and uh, remember we all had that weird feeling and all the animals and bugs got quiet then? Too? Yeah. yeah, That oh, was witch dance. That? Yeah, that was witch dance, yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Oh, I was right, it was a witch. <laughs> That was a group of witches. But But that was the eeriest thing, like one of the most eeriest things I've ever experienced to hear nothing in the woods. Right. Yeah. And maybe that's what it was. Something came through, the animal sensed it, and all shut the hell up. Yeah. And it's it's crazy how quiet it can get in the middle of the woods because it, it just... There's nowhere for the sound to go. It's just it gets knocked out, you know. Yeah. What's What's even crazy because we've we've all been camping. We've camped several times, and regardless if it's winter, summer, spring, whenever we go camping, there's always some type of noise. Yeah. You know, and that night for they just hear dead silent woods. That was the. It's creepy. Like that was the like I just wanted to leave at that point. Like something really did not feel right, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That is wild that they would use DDT as a. Uh, and when did they say they sprayed this? In the sixties. Okay, so this was before it was actually completely banned, mm-hmm. but they already knew about the repercussions of yeah. it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because the whoever controls that stuff, the FDA or uh-huh. environmental agency, uh, EPA, that's it, right? Yeah. EPA, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But they had started their publishing and reports against it in the fifties. So, oh yeah. shit, yeah, that was back when the EPA actually did something. <laughs> now it's all like, oh, pollution's bad. We have money. Okay, <laughs> you yeah, can do it. Just plant some trees. <laughs> Yeah. Just plant trees. <laughs> or, or these chemicals crashed out of this train. What do we do? We set it on fire. Yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, that it, silly cover-up story, but also perfect yeah. since they were like, "This this could last forever," and they're like, All right, "Yeah, well, this buys us time." Uh, so let's let's say let's say they are up to something. And we'll we'll get your actual thoughts, of course, later. But let's just go on the hunch that they are there to do something. Mm-hmm. What what do you think it could be? Like, what could they be gaining from keeping this place locked away? 
Um, there's definitely an energy an energy source there. Obviously, um, you don't have that much bad luck, and there not be something causing it. Be it could be the curse, but it it got significantly worse when they came to this town. So, I feel like there's some kind of energy source there that's keeping it going. And we've learned to tap into it, even though nobody really knows it. <laughs> so, I don't know. Mm. It's wild to think that the government or certain groups <clears throat> or somebody could have some technology that taps into these spiritual energies, this paranormal stuff to power something. Yeah. And then to see that there's numerous groups, the government, random millionaires that are buying up weird places that we've talked about, like there's something, there's some consistent pattern going on. Like we don't know something for sure. What yeah. if, what if, if you don't mind me going down conspiracy theory road for a minute, what if the reason they do that is to make sure they keep it quiet? That way we, there's nothing we we can't conceive something bigger than the like the powers that be if that makes sense like mm-hmm. you know if you if you take people and religion and all that stuff out of it normal people believe there's nothing more powerful than the government right some people yeah mm. yeah so but i mean it's a way to keep us in the dark and keep us kind of subservient in a way because it's keeping us from opening our minds to the likelihood of something better or bigger or whatever. All right. So why do they allow some locations to operate so that like these world world renowned haunted ass places, uh, Actually, let's talk about forest. So this is essentially a forest with mm. an abandoned town in the middle of it. Yeah. What What is that forest over in Germany? Oh, uh, the uh, dark woods or the black forest. Yeah. Mm. So, I think so, there's a German name for it. It's just <laughs> I can't pronounce it. But then you have the headless valley that's closed off by the Canadian government for no reason. They say it's to preserve, but. You know, you had all these people that died and went missing and went crazy there. Yeah. So what if certain okay. things are more powerful than other ones and they allow the less powerful ones to be? In other words, I guess what I'm trying to get is, like, these people, like, especially the government, want you to come to them for the answers because they are going to keep you safe. Or they're, the you know, all that. And by having these things and you wind up questioning their authority so they lock it out like aliens how many times you know just recently the government's like yeah they exist <laughs> but that was probably a ploy just because covid and everything and all the civil unrest and stuff because of that mm-hmm. you know and they're like oh yeah aliens exist guys all right well for these people in particular they aren't government are you saying that you think this dark entry forest is government how do we know they're not government now no I mean, we don't know. I don't know. You t- two guys aren't government. I mean, <laughs> how do you know that we 
don't know that Tommy. you know that we are government knowing. Mm. Tommy's the government. <laughs> He's leaving. I knew it. Almost fail. <laughs> That would that would kind of check out. I wouldn't be surprised if he admitted that one day. Yeah, our yeah. government is the best. They would never do anything to hurt us. <laughs> ah, well, beyond the control stuff. All right, so we talked. Uh, now I'm interested in this little people village that's near <laughs> nearby. <laughs> what well, just because of the vicinity. So we have unexplained creatures spotted here and just a simple 30 miles away, especially back in the day. That's all the same forest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how old are these? This How old is the village? I, I, don't, I don't know if, uh, if anything is really documented on it. Because uh, uh, apparently the place was built to house demons. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we're we're gonna have to probably do a whole episode on this. Uh, <laughs> it's an odd coincidence that it's just that far away, and they talked yeah. about how active the darkness, the dark creatures are. Yeah, they're like. Um, apparently, it was clear the small folk had evil intentions. Uh, the man began to hear the voices of the little people who demanded he build more and more homes. When was this? It doesn't say. It's just legend says that there's no timeline on when these houses were built. So somebody somebody built them for said little people. Yeah. Huh. But they were discovered in 1924. Oh, I saw something about 1924. Somewhere on what you're talking about, Shane. Yeah, I know that society we were just talking about formed in 1926. Yeah, but if they were, like, protecting people from, like, these little demons, wouldn't they take over that forest, too? Or that little section? But So, think of, like, they're the same things. Mm. But the other ones were in the vicinity and fed off the this family's curse, right? Yeah. So that's why they started, they were able to do different things. Now you pop over here, apparently somebody was building these to appease the creatures. They could be just the same creatures. Yeah. They were just handled differently and given different energies. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this says 1920, March 1924. Prospectus for the Dark Entry Forest stated the society has planned to promote forestation. Why would you that was name, 1924. Why would you name your group that's supposed to protect forests and stuff Dark Forest? Like Dark Entries. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> like why why is it that when you have other like eco-friendly and forest preserving places like you know green they all have like greens or you know arbor foundations <laughs> or you know <clears throat> all that and this all was right. like Dark entry. There was a reason. I think there was a road uh, next to that or that entered into the forest or something that was called dark entry. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
something. It came from somewhere, but I agree. You didn't have to name it after that. Right? Like, right. you could have been like Willow Branch Society. We help, you know, something like that. You know, you'd want it to be like promoting, saving stuff. And um, whenever you hear but, like that, it's like death. So it's a good point because think how you would have been thinking back in the early 1900s. You, you come up with your name. So let's say you are a secret society and you're like, we're going to do this. And if anyone asks, this is what we're doing. Uh-huh. You didn't anticipate, you know, the internet and all this stuff. Mm. So you could have been like, ha, this sounds cool. And we're all these dark, evil people. Yeah. Kind of like, um, <laughs> yeah. what is it? The skull and bone society of Yale or Harvard or whatever. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now they're like, shit the internet's a thing, you know, and now everybody knows we own this land because everybody wants to come to it. Mm. So let's cover it up. Yep. So now, all right, we've got to expand our search in this area now because I'm convinced that these are related. Oh, yeah. It does seem that way. It definitely seems that way. What else you know about Connecticut, Tommy? That just popped up when I was looking up you know, for Dudley Town. It was like Little People's Village. Uh, I mean, you get the haunting of Connecticut, but, you know. The haunting of your mom. Oh, sorry. She listens to this podcast. <laughs> if you do listen to this, Miss Gracie, just know that I do make a lot of your mom jokes to Tommy, but I don't mean any ill will. <laughs> they're, they're just jokes. She doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm just talking shit. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I'm gonna make sure she listens to this episode now. <laughs> well, I'm gonna take all of that out. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, this little area seems pretty interesting. All things considered. Um, I love seeing the. Uh, and this would explain. So when when other people. And uh, Dudley Town described what they were seeing. They described them as just demons, creatures, monsters. Like there was nothing real specific. Mm. You know, they they weren't like there was vampires or werewolves or. Uh, and you said the people. What you read, Josh, the little village was for demons mm. as well. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think Tommy said that, but yeah, uh-huh. I think that's what he was saying. Yeah, the demons were telling him to build the houses. Yeah, like he was hearing. Like his apparently, uh, according to legend, uh, it has it that a couple from Middlebury, uh, lived alone not too far from the site. When the wife began to see what she believed to be fairies, she demanded her husband build them houses in the woods. And uh, it was clear the small folk had evil intentions. The man began to hear the voices of the little people who demanded he build more and more homes for them. As they gathered, the negative energy increased, eventually driving the man to kill himself. So, And same damn thing. They would drive these other people to kill themselves. So, Uh, Others come to sit on the throne. Apparently there's a throne. Uh, thought to be built for the king of the little people. Legend says if you sit there, you will die seven years later. So, huh? Damn, that's no good. Yeah. 
That would suck. Yeah, yes it would. So I wonder, so let's go back to the, the Mohawk people then. So I'm sure this was their land as well. And this had to have been considered in that same realm of sacred land, right? I would assume so. Yeah, uh, maybe. How far did you say Middlebury was from? Um, uh, it's, it's like thirty miles. Is that thirty miles? That's a long. Connecticut not, must not be a very big state. That's thirty miles. Because it was in the Cornwall area. Um, like Cornwall Bridge area, because here's Mohawk Overlook, and I think that was the name of the uh, indigenous tribe, right, for the area. Yeah. And Middlebury's kind of towards the lower part. I mean, I, I just mapped it again. Yeah, man. Oh, is that that's damn. Then obviously, Connecticut's a really small state. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> I did not think that it would have been that small. That's, that's pretty wild. Uh, Connecticut, wow, that is very small. Oh, yeah, I just zoomed out just to kind of, because I know how big Mississippi is as far as mileage goes, right? Uh, how long it is. Yeah. I never I never have realized how small of a state Connecticut is. Like, I knew Rhode Island was small, right? Yeah. Everybody knows Rhode Island is small. But I did not know it was that small. Yeah, it's 5,000 square miles. That is insane. My goodness. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Compared to Mississippi. Let's see. We got a couple of 300, 300. I think Mississippi's about 350 miles long from top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, square mileage is four, uh, 48,530 square miles. That's crazy. So. It's eight, almost eight times as big. <laughs> So there's a couple of triangles that we've talked about that's pretty close to this area. Oh, yeah. Um, let's Shane's see. pulling up his triangles. <laughs> Bridgewater Triangle. It's over in the Rhode Island area. And then the Bennington Triangle's north of it. Hmm. I bet there's another triangle in the Philadelphia area. Oh yeah, that probably combines with those other two to make one big triangle that puts Connecticut right in the middle. <laughs> it probably oh, is. All right. Well, we just we just opened a whole can of worms here, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is a pretty interesting area. When you when you first started talking about it, I was like, I've heard of Dudley Town before. Right, but I could not remember where. And then when you said Ed and Lorraine War, and I was like, "That's where I've heard it from." No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it definitely is. Because then you think Massachusetts has a ton of mm. paranormal stuff as well. Yeah. Right. Uh, witch trials was that? That was in Salem, right? yeah, Massachusetts. Salem. Yeah. yeah. So that was there. So yeah, that that place is definitely teeming with the energies. <laughs> Well, you also look around the 1700s and stuff, you know, superstitions and stuff ran rampant 
where you're talking about like mass hysteria, things like that. Yeah. So, <clears throat> which could essentially feed energy and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's um, that same thing. You put it out there, you know, you don't put certain things out there. You do, you know, manifest itself. Yeah. Um, and we talk a lot about like how wood and, and, and earth and, and water and stuff holds those energies. And if you're in the middle of a forest, man, yeah, packed. it's all hell. I, it's something else on this map. I forgot. You remember Stephen Kubaki? He disappeared uh, from Lake Michigan, and he mysteriously reappeared over there in Massachusetts. So, I mean, it's just a little north of Connecticut. Mm. Right. But that's weird as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of goes back to the, like, portal energy theory kind of yeah. thing. Could very well be a, a a portal area. Yeah. Yeah. Which would explain these little creatures. That's how they're getting in. Yeah. I'm... Damn. I think I think we've solved it. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not. I I don't recall this ever happening before. Where we we're like, yeah, I got this figured out. I don't even have anything else to talk about now. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, that's, I know it all to be fact now. <laughs> we we spent thirty minutes bullshitting. You know. <laughs> <laughs> good as time. Good a good of a. However that saying goes, something about good time. Hard now. rocks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, whatever. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you guys want to do some final thoughts on it? Uh, yeah. Tommy, you want to give yours? Yeah, I can go ahead and give mine. You know, um, It's all lies, and it's all fake. There are no little people. Um... And I'll hail the government. If someone just tunes on to the end of this, they're going to be really confused. Like, there's no little people? What What were they talking about? <laughs> hey, it might weird. make them listen. It might. They'd be like, I have to go back and listen to this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot of weirdness with it. Not only just the curse and stuff, because we've heard, you know, stories, you know, or family's cursed, all that stuff. I mean, even I think the town itself being cursed is not unnatural. Cause like you said, we, there was that one town that had all like these curses and a book that would kill people, you know? Mm. <clears throat> oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, and the tunnels and everything. So that's not really, you know, all out there. What is out there? is that this society comes in named Dark Entry. Says they want to preserve it for, you know, people to enjoy. Apparently sprayed DDT in the 60s, killing off all the bugs and birds and everything. That's why it's super quiet. And, excuse me, essentially saying you can't go in there. And like you said, Shane, it, it just... I think there's more to it than probably just the curse. And I think it has a lot to do with whatever was being seen in the woods. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. 
So not only is it the energy and the curse and everything, but it's whatever was seen in the woods. Because even, let's say it is just the energy and they want to keep people away from the energy. Um, Fine, whatever. You know, not a big deal. But why completely lock down unless it's something in there that's really dangerous? You know, because if someone's just going to go in there for like a day or even two days, they're probably not going to go as insane as if you lived there. You know, so, so yeah, I, I think, I think there's some, there's a lot more to it. Um, and I think it has something to do with whatever was seen in the woods. Mm-hmm. So, and I think all the other stuff is real. So, but yeah, that's my yep. thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I think Tommy just lied about everything. The beginning of his statements were true. Shane, I need you to start looking at all those applications for a new T. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you, Tommy. I think this is very, it's a very odd situation for this one. There's there's a lot going on in this one little tiny area. Mm. Uh, it's... There's probably a big reason why the dark entry wanted to protect it, and it's got to be that there's a significant amount of energy or a portal or something is here that's causing them to want to be there. Um, but, yeah, I, don't, I can't really say it as good as you can, but, yeah, I think I'm right there with you, Tommy. I don't know if I said it that well either, so. Hey, you did pretty good. You did better than I could. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm with you. To get more granular, more specific on it, I think what's there is the portal, specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think these creatures now, especially seeing this Middlebury, uh, I'm really glad you brought that up, because that, that's like a missing piece of the puzzle. Dude, it just caught yeah. my eye. I'm not going to lie. It just caught my uh, eye. <laughs> and for the stories to be similar, that these little evil things drove people to suicide, it's like, man, you know, this is wild. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it is, it, it's so funny. I, the whole time going into this, I was like, Oh, it's so different because of the energies there combined with the curse. And now it feels like the curse is irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that this stuff is just going to keep happening anyway. All the Dudleys are gone. Right. But yeah. these people are still blocking it off. So yeah, I think curse was irrelevant. There's a portal there. Uh, everybody always wants to take over these portals and, I get it. I want a portal to go to another dimension too, you know. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, whatever these things are, these creatures that keep leaking out. I know they kept being referred to as demons. I guess for lack of a better word, that works. Mm-hmm. But uh, definitely mm-hmm. think something other dimensional, and that's why the Mohawk Nation recognized it as spiritual because back then, you know, they would have seen these entities, right? And they're like, mm-hmm. no, you know, there's there's something going on here. We're going to respect the land. And that's good practice because they didn't live there because they respected it and they didn't want to mess with these entities. Like, yeah, white people are dumb sometimes. They're like, hey, oh, hey, the natives are, want to stay away from here. Let's build a town. I, I, I tell <laughs> yeah. people, white people are probably the dumbest. Like, I don't want to say it like that. That's that's kind of racist. But uh, <laughs> no, like I watched a video of a dude go to the Brazil to the Brazilian jungle to find the Brazilian wandering spider, one of the most deadliest spiders on earth. 
And he finds one, and he's like this far from it. And he's like, this thing can jump up to two feet. And if it <laughs> bites me, we're two days ride to hospital, and I will die. So I'm going to take this stick, and I'm going to poke it. And I'm like, why? Why? No. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I, but that's where we're at now. So that's why I think too dark entry. Maybe that's their name because they want to figure out how to enter the portal, and they're like, "Aha, yeah. this is our dark entry, and we're gonna go and hang out <laughs> with these little demon dudes." Yeah, and and get yeah. us up. <laughs> uh, I I think I think if it was just to protect people or keep people out or any of the control type stuff, they would open it up. You know, it's, it's like the, the old thing. If you have a big broken TV, right. And you just set it outside, everybody's going to leave it alone. Right. Or no, if you put a sign on it that says free, take me, no one's going to take it. Right. Mm -hmm. But you take that sign off, they're going to run up and take it. Cause as soon as you say you can't do something, you make people want to do it. So yeah. if they would just put some trails up, people would go through it and they'd leave whatever other areas alone. But if the whole damn forest is a portal, that's why they they're having to Yeah. You know, keep it under wraps. Yeah. Could very well be that. Some some seriously evil dangerous energy there that's right. helping helping and, feed that portal. And with the little fairy like demons it, it it makes sense too with the weird deaths like the dude falling off of a ladder you know something just comes up and pushes him or the random lightning strike it's like hey <laughs> let's just do this because fairies are known to be devious all right anyway uh -huh. so if these were a darker version of these fairies that that checks out so i almost think i'm gonna land on that like a version of fairies that are <laughs> Not nice. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is not Tinkerbell we're talking about. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Anything else, guys? Well, I think we discussed it. I did come up with another name for instead of romance bros. It's romancing the bros. Oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's you know, definitely romancing the stuff. Definitely another Sorry. name. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! <laughs> Tell you got that dad practice, Josh. Where you can be like, you say it in such a nice way, but if you read between the lines, it's like you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh shit. <laughs> Well, everyone, thank you for joining us for whatever this was tonight. Uh, <laughs> riveting. Right? Riveting episode. <laughs> Spine shattering. <laughs> uh, if you enjoy it, you know, tell a friend. Uh, go to our Etsy page, buy, buy a shirt, some stickers, fund our next expedition. Maybe to go to uh, this uh, Dudley town. We'll, we'll climb a fence and battle some evil fairies for you. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds kind of fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we all need those tennis racket bug zappers. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. 
I, I do too. There, there we go. We're already equipped. We just need to buy one. Because yeah, right. I, I have one we as well. One for each hand. <laughs> well, we got to buy one extra each. We got dual Oh, yeah. Piece, okay. Yep. With extra batteries, you got to do the tactical swap out. Let's go. Tactical yeah. swap out. And if you want to see out. videos like that, we also have a YouTube. Uh, uh, pretty consistently post uh, paranormal investigations. We go out, you know, check some stuff out. So if you're into that kind of thing, check us out there as well. And to keep up with all these endeavors, uh, follow us on all socials. Uh, you can also sign up to our Patreon. You get access to a video recording of the podcast, and you get it a couple days early. Uh, so that's always good, right? Mm-hmm. I think I've covered all of our shameless plugs here. So um, remember to let us know what you think. And these are just our thoughts. Nice. Goodbye. <laughs> that sounded like AOL. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>